Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Right. Before we start uh, today's episode, we would like to give a very big thank you to our patrons that have joined this week. We have Heather, PB and Tamsin. Wow. You guys are our new favourite people. We love you. Here's a little kiss from me. Mwah. You're welcome. Is that appropriate? <laughs> I don't know if that's appropriate. <laughs> Oh dear. I actually feel that that's now become quite predatory. Let's edit that out. Unless you want that. Do you want that? No, I'm kidding. That's not actually even on the Patreon list, is it? But we've just offered that up. Let's add that on, actually, Leanne. Put that on. An air kiss from Jen as a bonus content. (laughs) Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where you'll hear, well, three women talking utter bollocks. What you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion, makeup, diets, or those blinking Kardashians. I'm not even sure I know who they are, if I'm honest. But what you will hear is some uplifting, irreverent chat with myself, Jen Brister, and my two very dear friends, comedians and women, the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, Maureen Younger, and the dashing kind charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith. <laughs> Maureen's trying not to be sick in her own mouth. Okay, good. <laughs> so how's your week been, Jen? It's been a roller coaster ride of vertigo. Oh, oh dear. Yeah. Um, no, I haven't been that well, but um, it's it's fine. I don't like to moan, do I? I like to take it on the no, chin. No, very rarely. I'm always very rarely in a bad mood anyway. So this has obviously not affected my moods at all. Um, I've been uh, horizontal for the last 72 hours, which you'd think, having two children, that might be quite nice. Um, but unfortunately, when the world is spinning constantly, it's actually not that nice. <laughs> it's oh. actually quite unpleasant. Um, for anyone who has experienced vertigo, um, it's a bit like going on a ride. What's that What's that ride on, when you go to the fairground? It's really awful. Is it the wall of death? No, that's not it. The one where oh. you stand... And it goes round and round and round and round. The Gravitron? Yeah. yeah. Is it called a Gravitron in Canada? I don't know what we call it. We call it the throw-up-a-thon. 
anyway, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Um, when you get off that and the world is spinning and you can't stand up and you feel really awful and nauseous, and you think, oh, I can't wait for this to stop spinning. Well, imagine that for 72 hours and then oh, that has been my experience. But, you know, the flip side of that has been I've listened to a lot of audiobooks and podcasts uh, and fallen asleep through most of them. So <laughs> haven't really... I've been listening to Carrie Fisher's Wishful Drinking on Audible because oh. I love Carrie Fisher. And uh, it's great. It's really great. But I did sleep through about four chapters. <laughs> so I'm going to have to go back. But um, yeah, I can actually can recommend that as an audio book. If anyone's got a spare credit on Audible, you're welcome for that recommendation. But other than that, life has been as sedentary and as dull as it always is uh, during lockdown. I've got nothing to report. How about you kids? Come on, fill me with some love. Well, Jane, because you were ill, you missed our new material night. I was really gutted about that, actually, because I had, even though I said I didn't have any material, I had at least three or four minutes that I could Yay! have maybe stretched, that I could have stretched out to four and a half. Well, you're ready for next month. Well. Yeah, next month, by the way, is 3rd of May, if anyone wants to jot it down in the diary. 3rd of May is the next show. I'd love that we're doing this because people in the future, this is not information, they don't care about this, but people in the present, this is obviously very pertinent to you. But if you've just discovered this podcast three to four years ahead and you're like wow I love WTB and then we keep wagging on about this new material night that happened three years ago it's less it's less interesting well their own it? fault they should have listened earlier That's <laughs> Maureen you are absolutely correct <laughs> as always mm -hmm. on the money but Jen you missed out I actually did because normally when I say I do new material it's kind of newish as we know it's not really new but I did actually 10 minutes of new as Alison can testify 100 minutes of new material new new material and you um, weren't there I know. I'm, well, I was gutted. I was, uh, by that point, trying not to throw up into a bin. <laughs> but um, I was gutted not to be there. And uh, I will be there in May. That nothing, will, nothing will stop me, apart from maybe another bout of vertigo. That, if that comes back, <laughs> then obviously I won't be there. I won't be there for that. What about you, Alison? How's your week been? Uh, well, this week, what was the first time we had um, some friends around in the garden? So that was really nice. We had our whoop first like, whoop. outside meeting up with a couple. And we hadn't seen this couple since lockdown number one, everyone. So it was like a full year of like, hello Whoa. again. Yeah, yeah. So that was, it was nice. It was nice to be outside with friends and you know forget for a couple hours and be sort of normal it was it was lovely and we did up the backyard we got out the jet wash oh my god guys it was a very exciting garden week sorry Alison did I ask you did you do it day or night uh we did day going into evening you kept it going did you have like a little fire thing going? No, I just gave everyone blankets. So I'm I'm trying to like hoard nice blankets. So I was like, here's a blanket, everyone. And everyone was a little drunk by that point. So the cold, you know, they were just, we're all pushing past. Yeah, you're warm from the inside out. I hear you. I can highly recommend buying a fire pit. I have been have looking one. all over. Get yourself a fire pit. That way you can sit outside yeah, for a lot longer. Yes. Obviously, you smell like a bonfire when you go back in. But it's something that's really nice. You can sit outside and have your, have your glass of wine and sit around the fire pit. Make, make s'mores. Make s'mores. Do you guys know what s'mores are? Of course I do. It's a s'morey biscuit thingy with mm -hmm. a bit of marshmallow yeah. toasted in between another s'morey biscuity thing and you smash it into your face. With chocolate as well. We put a little chocolate in there. So it's chocolate, marshmallow, and then we say graham crackers. You hear what it would be... Um, yeah, graham crackers are like a digestive biscuit here. 
Yeah. That's the closest I've found. So it's like digest a biscuit, marshmallow, chocolate, and you put it on a thing and you melt it, and they're called s'mores. And you want s'more and s'more of them. You do want s'more and s'more of them, Jen. Maureen's not. Look at her face. She's, She's like, are you kidding me? Absolutely Easter Island head, completely deadpan. What's the matter with you? <laughs> Get on the s'mores train, Maureen. She's never had one, though, so she doesn't know. Well, I did. I went around to a friend's house and we did an evening outside and um, drank way too much, which may have also contributed to my vertigo bout, but let's not <laughs> dwell on that. Um, and they had a fire pit. And Chloe and I have been talking about getting a fire pit for about three years. And... Again, I, w- I saw them with a fire pit and went, we must get one. Let's see if we do. I'll, let's let's see if I actually ever get around to getting one. Maybe not, but they do look good I've, and I want one. And they're easy. You just stick a bit mm-hmm. of wood in there, apparently. Set it alight. How hard can it be? Come on. Mm-hmm. You've anyway. got a very small garden and with a big shed in it, so that could be quite interesting. Maureen, you don't set your shed on fire. Don't use your shed as firewood. <laughs> okay, so away from the shed if you want to. Sit around with some blankets on your lap. And a glass of, in your case, pina colada or uh, cherryade and Baileys. Baileys or whatever it is you drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and have a lovely evening with more insta- Okay. It's hard to, you can't sell it to everyone, Alison, this fire pit thing. I know. It's funny you're talking about it, though, because I have a million on my Amazon. Like, I always put things on the Amazon list and then I just put it in save for later. So I have like 12 different fire pits that I keep looking at. Like, get oh, one of this. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to get one. Because if then when you have friends over, you can just have this. And I bet you've got fairy lights outside, have you? Of course you've I do. The, of course <laughs> you do. And then you've got all the fairy lights that you've got. The, your your mm-hmm. garden is lit. And then a little fire pit in the middle where you all sit around. I listen, I want you to know that I'm not being sponsored by Fire Pits TM, wherever they are. But if there is a company that would like to sponsor us, we would all very much like a fire pit. We got to find a fire pit sponsor. (laughs) Wow. Chimenea. We got a chimenea. We got a chimenea. Let me tell you, it's so rusty that if we put any wood in it, I think it would explode. (laughs) I think the fumes from that chimenea may kill us. This is the longest I've ever spoken about fire pit before. Fire pits? I didn't know you were so passionate. I, I think it's great that we've chosen to do it on this podcast. Hello? Anyone there? Hello? Mm, okay. Maureen, how was your week? Yes, Maureen. <laughs> oh, I met up with a friend of mine who's a DJ. We hadn't met for ages because uh, he knows I'm a bit down. He said, let's, let's meet up and we'll go out. And the first thing I said to him is, oh, how is Heart FM treating you? And he went, my show's on Virgin. So there we go. Absolute That's how hard treating him. <laughs> <laughs> so you went, so you haven't been listening then, have you? And I was like, um, no. Big fan. Big fan of your work on Heart FM. Could you imagine if I'd said that? I've been listening every week. I love Heart FM. Could you imagine <laughs> if I'd done that? <laughs> I mean, how could you backtrack? It'd be really tricky. He took it well. He took it well. Did he still pay for lunch? No. Yeah, he did, actually. And because, <laughs> you know, I'm on a health kick, he offered to buy me churros y chocolate, which I love, and I said oh. no. Maureen. I said no to free food. Maureen, I don't think people listening to this understand how big a sacrifice that must have been for you. I am well churros proud. Churros y chocolate. I mean... Churros y chocolate. Yum. Yummers yum, and scrummers. Um. I do love churros chocolate. Um, in Spain, they don't put cinnamon on it, on the churros. But if you go to like a restaurant here, they tend to. And I think that's because they do it in Mexico. In Central America, they put mm-hmm. cinnamon and oh, sugar really? and it's all. But if you go to Spain, it's just the churros are plain mm. and then you dip them in the chocolate. Oh, it's lovely. It's a. Mm-hmm. But that's what my grandmother used to buy me. And um, a portion of churros 
is massive. And I remember being about seven and my grandmother bought me this big bag of churros chocolate and I felt like I had to eat all of it. And um, anyway, I threw up. So I have a mixed feelings about churros y chocolate. I, in principle, I like them, but there's still a memory from 40 odd years ago where I think, oh, Will I chunder if I eat this? Well, you know, the combination of chocolate, churros and chocolate, and then it being free, me not having to pay for it, that that is quite a big resistance thing on my that part. That is the most sexual of all combinations. <laughs> it's every chocolate is very sexually. Not only is it one of your favourite puddings, but it is FOC. Maureen, well done. How is your, how is the healthy, oh, are we allowed to talk about the healthy eating? Can we talk about that? Because we did, I mean, David got on the old Facebook to say, oh, here we are saying that we're not talking about diets and the whole episode was about healthy oh, but eating. It's, but it's not really about diets, it's about eating healthily, isn't it? Which as a side result, you lose weight. So, I mean, yes. it's all about It's not healthy. about a diet, is it? Because diet's all about, oh, just eat cabbage for six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is about changing your lifestyle. Yeah, we've done no calorie talk, nothing like that. This is not yeah, a diet. Yeah, David. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have lost weight. I, I don't want to boast, but I've lost five pounds in a week. <gasps> Makes it easier to say no to the churros, doesn't it? You're like, oh my God, <laughs> that's incredible considering. And now let's move directly over. Right, this, look at this is how seamless we are in this podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now let's move over to our Maureen moment of the Be More. It's Be More Maureen. Look, I'm going to close my internet. Don't close your internet, Maureen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at my email. Maureen switches it off at the wall. I haven't put any makeup on. Oh, for fuck's sake, Maureen, it's a podcast. Get a grip. We might have to push your boundaries out of it, okay? <laughs> well, uh, I kind of wish I hadn't told the girls because when I... T- oh, we, we have a discussion before this. Uh, you'll, be, you'll be surprised. We do prepare this show. And Jen <laughs> Jen put her head in her hands and just shook her head for about a minute when I told her this. So my be more in moment was I kept going on about the food. The food is very nice, generally. Uh, I like most of the recipes. And I went, you know what? It's really, really filling. I said, the thing about it is I don't want a snack because the food is so filling. It just, you know, I'm just so full. And then I realised that I hadn't really looked at the menus properly and uh, the recipes. And I didn't look at the bit where it says serves two people or serves four people. I just thought it served one person. So in some cases, I was eating a meal for four people. (laughs) (laughs) Going, I tell you what, sometimes I cannot even finish the portion sizes. And I was like, well, this is great, Maureen, that they've maybe the food that they've, that, that, you know, there's a lot of, you know, I don't know, filling, carbohydrates or filling. It. Maybe it's just the very filling and they've done that deliberately to help you. Anyway, it turns out Maureen's been eating for four. What I find incredible is that even though you've been eating before between two to four people, but you, you still lost five pounds. It's insanity. But you know, if you eat a salad, if it's for one person or four persons, I suppose it doesn't make that much difference, does it? No, that's true. That is true. But butter chicken, that threw me. <laughs> oh, no, that was for that two people. Butter chicken for two people and you still lost five pounds. I was like, I, I was confused by that, if I'm honest. <laughs> well, but I kind of did believe it. Uh, <laughs> I told Chloe, I said, Warren's been eating for four and she's still lost weight. She was like, how? I was like, <laughs> Chloe was like, what the hell was she eating before? I was like, let's not go into that. <laughs> but you know, I'm kind of, now that I'm aware, but I'm kind of ignoring it in certain certain recipes. That it's meant to to be. be honest, Maureen, I cooked 
listen, you know, when I, I look at recipes that say feeds four and I'm like, what, four flipping two year old children or something? Smurfs. Four yeah, Smurfs. Four, yeah. four Smurfs. Yeah. I, I, I frequently, listen, I cooked a meal. I tell you what's happened with the vertigo, which is very weird considering I'm spinning and that should create nausea. I have been so hungry. I ate, I cooked a meal for four and I ate a meal for three last night. So I'm not, I'm <laughs> going to get off my high horse right now. To be honest, it was basically aubergines. But the point is, I ate a lot of aubergines last night. I don't know if that's, what is that? That's a lot of fiber. You got a lot of fiber, fiber in you right now. Yeah. That explains this morning. Look, um, <laughs> you might be sitting for the next 72 hours now is what's going <laughs> to <Yeah>. happen. <laughs> I'm on board is what I'm saying. And I love that you're eating healthily. It makes me very happy. And also that even though you you are doing exercise in flip-flops, weirdly, inexplicably. Oh, yeah. I, I did mention that bit. I did 16,000 steps in flip-flops. Not to Maureen, be I want to smack you from this distance. <gasps> You're poor so Archie. for your feet. Yeah, My podiatrist was... is turning in his grave. I mean, he's not even dead. But... <laughs> he's not even a man. He's a woman. I don't even know why I said that. <laughs> oh, God. Talk about internalized misogyny. Maureen, for heaven's sake, anyone, anyone that knows anything about feet, and let me tell you, I do, because I wear orthotic insoles. I don't know if I've mentioned that before, <laughs> will tell you that walking in flip-flops is terrible for your metatarsals and for your arches. Am I right, Alison? Mm-hmm. Uh, my arches are crying for you right now. The moment you said that, my heels, my heel spur, my arches, everything just went, ah, no, no, Maureen. Get so. yourself some Birkenstocks, Maureen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know what it is, but it sounds awful if you're recommending You don't know what a Birkenstock is? No. Maureen, you've hung around with so many lesbians and you don't know what a Birkenstock is. It's a sandal. But you know what? When you have your lesbian conversations, I remember once in Vienna, uh, they were all When in- you have your lesbian conversations, so for some reason she knew Birkenstocks were lesbian. Go. No, because like we, I remember when we were in Vienna, it was like minus five. I was in a cocktail dress, fishnet tights and peep toe shoes. Uh, I was with four lesbians, usually as usual for me, and they were all in jeans, socks and boots. They'd actually dressed for the weather and they were having a big discussion about what socks go with boots, which obviously I ch- I didn't listen to. <laughs> I channeled out at that point. I mean, I don't remember. I, I, I find that I find that socks just tend to go with boots. My thing about footwear, if we're going to go, if we're going to go there, Maureen, okay, I'll tell you what I don't like. I don't like a cold foot. <laughs> and it drives me insane mm-hmm. when I'm out and about. Do you remember those days? I mean... Back in the day when we used to leave our houses, in the winter when I would see women wearing, I don't know, like slip-on shoes. Those Me. Are, I mean, slip-on shoes. I mean, what are they about? And no socks. Just bare feet in a shoe when it's like freezing cold. My feet, I was looking, I, I just can't even comprehend it. It's like, why would you not wear socks? Put some socks on. I went to an ice bar with peephole shoes and fishnet tights and I had to put a friend's gloves around my toes. <laughs> Look, Maureen, sometimes we have these conversations and we're talking about Vienna, it was minus five and you were wearing peep toe, whatever, the what sits with fishnets, which absolutely I just couldn't even fathom. Your feet were cold. Yeah. Yeah? But I look okay. nice. My feet were not cold. And yet, even though we have this conversation where I go, my feet were warm, your feet were cold, my feet were comfortable, your feet were uncomfortable, you're still like, I mean, why would you wear socks and boots? This is the thing that I don't understand, is that I have already established that I am correct in terms of practicality. This is fish fingers all over again. (laughs) We're really flying by the seat of our pants this week. Um, Now, it's time to head over to the left-hand corner of my screen, uh, on the Zoom. Um, I don't know where she is on your screen, Maureen. It doesn't matter. Uh, It's time. Two, 
Skallison. Go to the gym, get it together, pay your taxes and stop eating chips. Take my advice. Take my advice. I ain't using it. It is Ask Allison. So this week, this is a doozy. I mean, okay, so here we go. My partner wants kids and I don't. What do I do? So this is a problem that I think a lot of people, you hear this right away and you're like, well, this is a pretty make it or break it. And this is a doozy. This is a doozy. If one person wants kids and the other doesn't, okay. Yeah, I mean... It was funny because this sort of question had never occurred to me until I dated, what was it, my former boyfriend who asked me when we first started dating, do you want kids? And I was like, oh, no. And he was like, okay, great. I don't either, but it's not. And it was the first time I'd ever had that conversation with anyone. And I was like, oh, my God, I am of the age where these are things that you think about now, like immediately. Um, So... This is a a big one, and it can be a bit of a make it or break it, but please do not abandon all hope. Here are some ideas and some thoughts and some suggestions that I have on this. Um, first off, what is your age? Okay, let's you don't have to you don't have to tell me. You don't have to write in and say, but like if, if you've got some time, I mean, you look, you're in your twenties, you got some time. So so maybe don't don't rush the other person. So if you've got time, have some more discussions. If you don't have time, look, we're still going to go into open discussions. This is what needs to happen. Um, please go into this conversation without judgment or or without um, arguing. Um, it's really important, I think, to discuss the reasonings or why it is that you want children and why it is maybe your partner doesn't. Because sometimes there are certain factors that we are unaware of and we need to express everything going through our minds so both people know where they're coming from. Because being a parent, and I mean, I am not a parent, so who am I to talk? But I think being a parent should be a conscious choice as opposed to a biological urge. That is just my opinion. You know, breeding is a part of us. And uh, we're drawn towards that. But I really think people need to, like, take a think about, you know, especially if you've got someone who's antsy about it. Um, I would also suggest, why don't you start speaking to some parents, some other parents, parents, friends that you might have. And I'm talking parents of children of different ages as well to give you a full perspective. Right. So baby parents, toddler parents, child, teenager parents. So you can get a better idea. The last thing and always that I recommend is to uh, talk to a therapist because maybe that might help. Maybe maybe there's someone who can help direct the conversation between the two of you and make you realize some things that, that maybe you haven't on both sides, which might, might help the situation. Um, other things that you could possibly do, because I mean, this is the thing. Once you start talking, there are other options out there in regards to children. I mean, maybe you'll both figure out that, you know, maybe you you just want to have an older child. You could foster. You can adopt. There are options out there in, in creating families that aren't your traditional. I don't even like saying that because there's so there is no such thing as traditional anymore. But there are a lot of other options in regards to having kids. Um, but 
Again, it is important to have open discussion, explore all your options. Deep, deep discussions is the key because this discussion will actually be the foundation and your learning tool for when you have a child and you have to deal with things in regards to them. That's my advice for today. Alison, very good advice. I think it's kind of a tricky one to approach. Yeah, yeah. And I think even if you think, I look, I'm coming in from it from a different perspective, but sometimes you think you have time, but actually as a woman, you, I mean, guys have time, but I think women, you sort of don't really have time. And if you're in a relationship with somebody who's like, I actually definitely do not want to have children and you're in your early 30s and you're like, oh, maybe I can persuade him. And you get to like Mm. 35 and he's 36 and he's like, no, I told you I don't want to have kids. Then... Or, or, but persuasion or, is wrong. I mean, persuasion is no. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or even if you're in a same-sex relationship, it doesn't matter. If your other partner is like, I, 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 I've told you, I do not want to have children. Then you, it's a, and you definitely do. Do you want to waste that time when you could be trying to get pregnant, trying to persuade somebody to get? I think that's a bad idea. I mean, I had a friend in that situation. She wanted kids. He didn't. He already had kids, so he was older than her. He had kids who were teenagers, so he didn't want to go through all that again, which is fair enough. And she thought he was being selfish. And I thought, well, oh, no. he's just being honest with you. You he's don't being want to honest. have kids yeah. with somebody who doesn't want children because that's that's a recipe for disaster. There's going to be resentment. I don't understand those yeah. men that have a family, leave that family, and then start another family. What is in your brain? Anyway. Let's not go on some moral high ground about it. But apart from anything else, the practicalities, I just cannot even imagine wanting any more children now. I, I love my children so much. It makes my heart ache. And that's all the energy I have is for those two lovely, beautiful boys. But I do not want any more. Apart from me. Well, I've obviously forgotten more. Sorry, I have three beautiful children, children. two little boys and, an, and a grown woman that I have to look after. And it's a lot. It's a lot. And I can't take on any more. <laughs> but anyway, look, it's a tricky one. And uh, very good advice as always, Alison. Thank you so much. Let us find out what have we have been watching on television? What have we been watching on the TV or on the radio, Maureen? Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, I'm doing something different to, uh, this week. So I listened to a great program called Life Changing on Radio 4. You can find it on BBC Sounds. And uh, it actually features one of our listeners and Patreon followers. It's uh, Grace Spence Green. And the title of the her life-changing episode is called A Falling Man Left Me Paralysed. And uh, Grace, if you're listening, I was in total awe listening to you. And I mean, I've been going on about I've got problems and I've been moaning. But I mean, honestly, the 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 the, the dignity and the and I just I can't even explain it. I just in total awe of listening to that interview with you. Um, amazeballs, basically. I just was like, I would not have the good grace or I think the bravery or the decency that you have. And I was absolutely in awe. And I would recommend anyone listening to it because, you know, we all have our problems. And then you listen to someone else. And you're like, actually, um, it's nothing compared to what other people have had to go through. And she, she's dealing with her with her situation a lot better than, than I am, I have to say. So that's on Radio 4, BBC Sounds, uh, called Life Changing. She's talking to Jane Garvey. Um, and it's a falling man left me paralysed. I think the title uh, speaks for itself. Me and Jen obviously knew about this because Grace uh, wrote to us. She's one of the few listeners to our unsuccessful podcast. One of the very few avid listeners to that one. <laughs> and she actually wrote to us um, to say that somehow, and I don't know how this, happened, she's probably on drugs, that she was. we were actually chewing her up. I think that was the morphine. Um, and she was listening to us and it was one of the most moving, wasn't it, Jen? It was one of the most moving yeah, messages really we've ever had. Do you know what? And I've thought often about Grace and um, a couple of times I was like, I need to find her email so I can just email and see how she's doing. And I could never, because she contacted uh, through my website, which is a different email address. And I just don't understand how to use that. I think <laughs> I thought you could just search names, but because I couldn't remember Grace's name, I was like, oh, I'll search under this or I'll search under that. And I just couldn't find her email. And then out of the blue, Grace emailed us again a few weeks ago to say that she was doing really well, that she was now, uh, that she's now a qualified doctor. I mean, like, oh, look, I'm not going to say anymore. Just listen to the to to the show on Radio Four. But she's a, an incredible woman, and we are uh, very very proud and delighted that she is one of our patrons. And uh, we're sending all our love to you, Grace. So, but do listen to that radio on BBC Sounds. You can catch it. What have you been watching, Jen? <laughs> not much, probably. <laughs> so I've been watching Cobra Kai. I admit now and I can admit this on the podcast that as a child I was a big fan of Karate Kid that's one of the many films that as children we watched over and over and over again sweep the leg but sensei no mercy um I've got all of the quotes in my head <laughs> this is a bit of a body bag um anyway I'm, <laughs> I'm so impressed by that <laughs> yeah yeah wax on wax off up down pen defense anyway uh, that's Mr Miyagi by the way so I was like, I must. That's <laughs> always good at accents, aren't you, well, Jen? Both Jen and I are master of accents. If I'm uh, not sure is good, but yeah. When you have to tell people who the person is you're doing an impression of, that's never a good sign, is it? But anyway, look, I, I, uh, I got onto it. 
Um, for those of you that don't know the story of Karate Kid, I am not going to tell it to you because it's we haven't got time. But needless to say, it's through the eyes of Johnny, who is the baddie in Karate Kid, who's part of the Cobra Guy, No Mercy strain of karate. Uh, and and uh, we see that uh, Ralph Macchio, who is Karate Kid, and Johnny, their lives have gone in very different directions. Johnny's now um, basically uh, drinking a lot, uh, seems to be eating a lot of bologna fried with hot sauce on it. Whatever he's eating doesn't look uh, nutritionally. There's no nutritional value, actually, to anything that he eats. Um, and his life is uh, awful. And Ralph Macchio has this really successful car dealership. He's got posters of himself everywhere. That seems to be a thing in America, doesn't it? With estate agents and people that own car dealerships, that they have big posters of themselves everywhere. We don't have that in this country, do we? Or do we? Do we? I don't they don't think so. we do. I think I'd, I've never seen an estate agent going, John could sell you a house. Um, do we have that? Maybe we do. I've never seen it. We don't we don't have the same sort of thing going on. But anyway, they do in Cobra Kai and we just see how they've both got children, what their children are doing, how their lives are. And then Johnny sets up this new karate dojo. And this makes Ralph Macchio, Karate Kid, very cross because he's like, no, not cobra kai again uh and then am i selling it because i dropped out very early on so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i realized that i just didn't care i didn't care uh i didn't care about these two characters i didn't care about anything really and um turns out i'm not that into karate so because i'm a 47 year old woman but a lot of people are enjoying it and if you want some bubblegum good times then this is the show for you I don't know how, but there are already three seasons of it. I don't know. It feels like it only started last year. They they went, oh, let's just bang out three seasons. Um, and they're there for you waiting on Netflix. So if that's your bag, indulge. Alison, what about the horror stories? Well, I had a horror movie picked out, but Danny and I actually watched a movie just, not last night, the night before, which has changed the movie that I'm recommending. Um... I thought we watched it on Amazon. It might be Netflix. It's out there some on either one of those. I can't find it on my phone right now. Anyway, it is called The Children. Oh, God, not another kiddie one. It is a British film, 2008. And uh, just to stick with the theme of, like, you know, do you want kids, do you don't? You know, this is... This is uh, In this horror, a family turns on itself in a vicious fight for survival as two sisters and their family celebrate New Year in a remote house. When the children get ill with a mysterious sickness, they lash out and try to kill their family. It's great, guys. Like, oh I'm just saying. Oh, my God. Yeah. Alison, that sounds so bleak. It was thrilling. It was absolutely thrilling. The it's children... on Amazon. By the way. Amazon, great, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it's 2008. Don't let that throw you. Honestly, we couldn't take our eyes off the screen. And I, I watch stuff like this all the time. Couldn't believe I've never even heard of this film before, to be honest with you, until two days ago. Um, and it's British and it's fantastic. And I just, yeah. I mean, if you're contemplating children, I'm, I'm just saying, just watch it. Just watch it. Just take a minute. This might put you off. Um, I think anything <laughs> like Pet Cemetery, um, mm -hmm. this one, Children of the Corn, where the omen, Rosemary's Baby. I mean, like all of them are when something that's innocent and beloved and, yeah. and you know, turns <laughs> psychotic is is very, 
Very disturbing, isn't it? It's like triple disturbing. It's always kids too because they, you know, when you see in the films, they always see the ghosts. They always find the disease first. They are, you know, it's always the children. It's always. The, it's making me have a, I'm going to have to keep an eye on my two, actually. <laughs> I'm just saying, don't let them near a Ouija board. Don't ever. <laughs> yeah. I know, Jen. Jen's yeah. like, damn it, I got to take even that Ouija. Kids, give me the Ouija. Do you know, my mum claimed she had the sixth sense to a friend of mine. I, I didn't hear this. And she said, I said, I don't know my mum's got the sixth sense. She went, yeah, your mum says she could read the Luigi board. Oh, my said, gosh, well, that's classic. Luigi board. Ah, Luigi board. It's probably a clue. Not the Mario board, the <laughs> Luigi board. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, Alison, um, uh, as always, I will not be watching that. Um, but thank you very much for that wonderful recommendation. I know we do have horror fans that want to keep abreast of all of the horror films that are out there. There seem to be a lot. <laughs> there seems to be an endless supply um, for all you horror buffs. Thank you, Alison. And now it's going to be Maureen's Cultural Corner. Uh-huh. I haven't started it, Maureen. Hello. I'm, I'm going to start that again. <laughs> and it is the corner that is cultured. And it is in now my left-hand corner because for some reason Alison, who's in my left-hand corner, has moved. And it's now in my right-hand corner. I like jumping around. I like jumping around. This is a non-visual <laughs> medium and nobody can see this. Maureen, what are you doing? <laughs> well, to keep up with the radio theme, I'm talking about radio drama. I don't know if any of you listen to radio drama. No, because I find it awful. Oh, do you? I find most radio drama makes my teeth itch. Sometimes when I hear it on Radio 4, I think the acting is so bad, I want to smash my face into a wall. Well, let me see if we can give you some examples of to kind of uh, disabuse you of that. So obviously radio drama was very big in the 20s and 40s. And then obviously TV came in the 50s. It kind of declined. The BBC is the main producer really of radio drama. And if you want to listen to any, if you're not in Britain, you can go to the World Service Radio Drama and do that. So I'm going to talk about three that you might find interesting or you may not. So probably the most famous radio drama of all time is Orson Welles from 1938 when he put on War of the Worlds. And how he did it, he did it as if... Um, it was a normal programme of music and it was just being interrupted by news bulletins. And it was done so well that apparently people really thought um, the world was being invaded by Martians and were beginning to panic. And if you listen to it, you can listen to it on, on YouTube. It, he does a big intro at the beginning, but apparently quite a lot of people missed it because they were listening to a big popular programme before. So all they could hear was the music and then you get, oh, just, you know, it, he did it like... And Orson Welles wasn't famous then, because as soon as you hear your, his voice now, you're like, well, that's clearly Orson Welles. But, like, they, you know, the way he does it, he, it's very, very clever. And they didn't have adverts because it was Mercury Theatre. They didn't have adverts for the first 40 minutes. So it didn't seem like a proper... They, people really believed it was true. So it's it's just an interesting way. I mean, Orson Welles is an interesting fig, uh, creative anyway, how you can take something and just spin it and just change it completely and make it very different. And it was such a success that the media were outraged. That's how he became famous was through this War of the Worlds on the radio. So it's worth a listen. My favourite radio drama, and I would encourage people to listen to this, you can buy the DVDs, it's also on YouTube, it's A Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Do either of you know it? Look, I am, I'm I'm sure people are going to be atting me about this, but I I haven't read it. Well, it's fine. I haven't read it. I've never seen the movie. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. You don't need to read the book. You don't need to see the movie. All you need to do is listen to the radio series. The great thing about radio drama is, A, it's cheap. Um, Actors love it because they have to learn the lines. All you've got to do is make sure you don't make a noise when you turn the pages. But also you can, you can create these great worlds. This is science fiction. And it's, it's all in your imagination. If you've got very good actors, which they do here 
And the story is about Arthur Dent and his friend Ford Prefect, who's an alien, and they just manage to um, uh, get onto a spaceship as the Earth is being destroyed, and it follows their adventures with a depressed robot called Marvin. And it is very, very funny. It's it's absolutely brilliant radio drama, because obviously radio drama is all about the voices, and they've got loads of great actors, and it's it's really enjoyable. I would definitely recommend that. I spent... where, where is that, Maureen? You can either buy the DVDs or you can actually get hear it on YouTube. But I spent a nine-hour bus journey to Dundee when I was young, and I listened to it saved my life on that very long journey listening listening to that show. And the other one is is current. It's uh, the Charles Paris mysteries. There's um, there's currently one on Radio Four. Um, I think it's until May, to mid-May, and it's basically Bill Nye, who doesn't love Bill Nye, as a louche actor who always ends up having to solve a murder wherever he goes. And it's very, I mean, Bill Nye is one of the best comic actors I've heard this in one. the country. I know how much you love it. Uh, We've talked just, about this before. His comic timing, if you want to listen how to make a sentence funny, just listen to Bill Nye. His comic timing is superb. And also, if you've ever done acting or you've been around actors, it's a great piss take of actors. So in the one that's currently being played on Radio 4 now, A Doubtful Death, he's being involved in an equity minimum, detextualised, physical, immersive, site-specific reimagining of Hamlet in an old boatyard in Oxford. So you can imagine, and he's an old-school actor who likes a drink and a fried breakfast, but it's very, very funny. Um, yeah, it's, 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 they're great, so I would recommend those. And right. you can buy the previous episodes on CDs, if you sort of a CD player, I do, uh, via Amazon, of course, or wherever you get your CDs. Wherever you get your CDs. Thank you, Maureen. You don't, but anyway. <laughs> Thank you, Maureen. <laughs> wow. Wherever you get your cassette tapes. Um, Maureen, thank you very much. Those are very good recommendations. And this seems to be very, that was actually on the same sort of uh, vibe as the uh, uh, earlier when we were talking about what, you know, you made it all about. Ray. Very impressed, Maureen, is what I'm trying to see say. See what I did there? Absolutely. Yeah, see you did. did. You're yeah. very much on brand. Well done. Um, we are, again, nearing the end of the podcast. Boo, hoo, hoo, sad, sad face. Uh, don't be sad face. We'll be back next week, face. <laughs> Yeah. So, <clears throat> come on. <laughs> what is the show called? Oh, yeah, I've got it. We've been talking bollocks. Yeah. Okay. Is everyone happy with that? <laughs> Let's not leave today's podcast without talking to Jen and figuring out Jen. I mean, I, I think I have an idea of what might be getting your goat this week, but I, I'm going to let you <laughs> go into it. Jen, what the hell's getting your goat? I'll tell you what's been getting my goat. Uh, well, aside from the vertigo, which obviously was debilitating, um, I have had to do uh, DIY uh, for the last week. And uh, I, do you are you aware of this thing? Were you, were you uh, wrong person to ask, yeah, Jen? I know Maureen isn't. I, the, 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 the thing I love about Maureen is there are the, the amount of different men she can get to do her DIY is incredible. Oh, I've just got so-and-so to come in and do such and such. I'm like, who are all these men? Sadly, not in our house. It's very much uh, <laughs> uh, uh, estrogen heavy. Um, yeah, so we've been decorating. And I am, listen, in principle, I have no problem with doing decorating because I think, you know, 
If you can do it yourself, why the bloody hell not? But I am the most impractical woman in the world. I cannot seem to do anything without making a complete pig's ear of it. I want to be, I'd love to be one of those lezzers that just is like, yeah, don't don't worry about me. I'll put the radiator on. Uh, stand aside, those shelves are, I'll put the shelves up. Uh, I've got a tool belt. Also. I mean, I, listen, I'm really digging in. I'm very deep into this stereotype, but I want to be that lesbian. Go, I'll get under your car, mate. Let's have a little look at the oil funnel filter. <laughs> uh uh, Jaxie uh, exhaust pipe. I can't do it. I can't. I don't know what I'm doing. I've got no idea. I can't. I couldn't even get the the lid off the tin. The the tin of paint. And, and Chloe was like, "What the fuck are you doing? I'm trying to do that with a knife." I bent the knife. She just got came along, butched up with a flipping uh, screwdriver. Boff out in one go. <laughs> That's how you do it, darling. I, I I didn't even know you had to mix the paint. Look, I don't know what I'm doing. It's just an absolute. I said, why is, the, why is this white paint yellow? She's like, you're supposed to mix it. Anyway, that's what's got my goat is that I've got to this age and I have absolutely zero practical skills. We've said, I've said it before, I'll say it again. The day Armageddon happens, no one's going to, they're going to be leave the stand up comedian, let her die. In fact, we can, we can live off her for a couple of days. There's no need to keep her alive. I've got this, I've got, I, I've got nothing. If, if we had to start from scratch, what would I do? I couldn't do anything. Jen, could you just help me put a nail in? Well, I could, but I might lose a finger or you might lose a finger, even <laughs> if you're three feet away from me. I've got nothing to offer. I, I want to be, should, can you learn these things? Because I can't seem to, even when people show me, I can't learn it. How, any advice? Yeah, there's definitely online courses you can take for that, Jen, if you really want to learn some more skills about it. Or just do what Chloe tells you. Just do what Chloe tells you. Yeah. Or just ask someone. Oh, sometimes you can't, though. Sometimes you have to do stuff on your own more. And sometimes you just have to, like, sometimes your bank balance means that you've got to paint your own son's flipping. By the way, I did. I painted it. I painted I painted their room. Da -da 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 -da. Maybe it was inhaling all the paint that gave you vertigo, babes. Maybe you should throw that in the mix. I can't oh, paint anymore. Yeah, that's the mm -hmm. one. It was emotion. Mm -hmm, I gotcha. Pretty hard to bring that one in. But anyway, look, I did it and I did some of the cutting in. Not all of it because it was appalling and I painted yellow paint on the ceiling that is actually white. But I did the middle bit and that's also tricky, isn't it? The middle of the wall. So. <laughs> what did you do, Jen? I just did the middle bit. Just the middle bit, that was me. Me and the kids did the middle bit. <laughs> yeah, we just did the middle bit. <laughs> Chloe's there. And Chloe's like, you know what she's like? She's like half the size. She's like, Jen, I can't get the ceiling. I went, do you want me to, I'll hold you, love. I'll hold you when you get up there. <laughs> Let me get a ladder for you. Yeah. Anyway, um, I, I, has it got my goat? I mean, it's more It's more uh, just a disappointment in my own. Uh, just, I'm just disappointed in me. That's what that is. And I suppose that's... Uh, so that's a good way to end this podcast, isn't it? No. <laughs> Walking away with you being disappointed in yourself? Absolutely not, Jen. I'm sure you learned a lot from this one DIY experience that now you have some knowledge. <laughs> not to do it again, probably. Thank you, Maureen. I think that's probably true. <laughs> if you've got any numbers for DIY, just flick them over to me, will you? <laughs> <laughs> women talking bollocks thanks so much for listening please do continue to like and subscribe on our acast page wherever you get your podcasts 
If you enjoyed today's episode, leave a wonderful message saying how much you enjoy our dulcet tones, particularly mine. And we're also on Patreon now, so we're going to be sharing extra content and we'd love you to join us there. Join us. <laughs> Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.